Hello and welcome to Three Blokes and the Rugby League podcast. We've been profiling the top five players in each position of 2020 in the entire world of Rugby League. We've done the full-backs, we've done the wingers, we've done the centres and we've covered foxes versus giraffes. Um, what comes next? It's the sixth position, the number six jersey, an absolute abundance of world-class players in that position. We'll come to you first, Mr Jed Amos Goddard. Who's your top five? Uh, like you said, Jimmy, this was the most difficult position to, to sort of arrange and start out. You really do have an abundance of unbelievable talent. Um, I switched players around constantly. went, no, no, change them there, 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 there. But finally, I think what I've got is the correct top five. And in fifth position, I've got Luke Carey. Probably in terms of his season last season, he's probably taken a little bit of a step back. Uh, but he's still been an unbelievable player. 10 tries and 18 tries. So tackling at 90% is amazing. But I feel like as much as he is like the controlling sort of half, he doesn't really have that sort of break in his game. He's, no, he's a, an excellent support player, but averaging 0.9 tackle bust, that's nothing against him. He's not that type of player. But I feel like there is other halves who have his ability, but also incorporate that, that sort of like tackle busting into their game. So that's why he's not as high up and I have him in fifth. Fourth position, Cam Munster. He's been doing this year and year out now. Um, probably he's had his quietest season. However, Melbourne won the competition and he's one of the reasons why. Uh, four tries and eight try assists. Uh, averaging 95 metres. He's tackling 87% of any, but he's tackle bust. Averaging 2.6 tackle bust a game. He is world-class for me and he has been for many years. He's, he's grown up and had his rugby tutelage in arguably the best place you can ever have it. Uh, surrounded by so many world-class players and he can change any game whenever he wants to. He has such an influence on the game and, and he's constantly know that if Melbourne are, are, are against it, it's not really going to be Cam Smith who's going to do something to get you back into the game. He will more orchestrate the game. It's going to be the likes of your Cam, of your Cam Munsters in this season, your Ryan Pappenhausens, who are going to do something to really get you back into that game and just can score a try out of nothing. Uh in third position, I've got Jerome Luai. Um, in terms of most improved players this season, in, ter- in this position, you can't look past him. He played 13 games last season, which surprised me because I don't really recognise seeing him at all last season. Um, but he did only get four try assists and, and no tries. Compare that to this season, he got 23 try assists, joint top and seven tries, tackling at 88% and 2.5 tackle bus. His link with Cleary is uh, the best in the competition at the moment in terms of how well they link together. Um, I'm really excited to see how it could progress. I know we've had the discussion whether he will, will, will fit into that New South Wales squad over the years to come. And if Penrith keep kicking on the way that they are, I see no reason for that. He seems to... He, he, it seems like he plays like he doesn't even know what he's going to do. It's sort of the... The, 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 not the randomness, but the, the way he approaches the game. He'll throw a step in there, a pass there, a dummy there. And it seems like it's constantly off the cuff. I know it won't be, and I know he will plan in ahead. But the way that him and Cleary sometimes play together is very off the cuff. But that comes from them growing up in the system, knowing each how, how each other play inside and out. And I'm really looking forward to see how they'll kick on next year and, and, and probably and will get even better. Uh, in second position, I had to fight him to put him in this category. I did want to put him as the best centre in the world, but I've gone Cody Walker. Um, 10 tries, 21 try assists uh, is phenomenal numbers. Uh, it really is. And I was quite surprised. He's towards probably the, the final third of the regular season. He was the best player in the competition for me um, and really led that South charge into the final series. I thought he was excellent and really 
con took control of that game. I mean, it helps when you've got a player like Adam Reynolds who will orchestrate everything and you can do what you want to do. And it's seen him being thrown back into the origin for and, and, and perform very well at that standard. Uh, and 3.1 tackle bus a game, again, shows his, his influence, how he can constantly attack the line. He's got good hands on him as well, which links into his 21 try assists. And, and it's a shame that he didn't really sort of, he got quite a late start in the league. I think he made his debut at like 25, 26. It's a shame that he couldn't have sort of made his, his debut a little bit early on because I, I can't imagine how good he would have been already. And he probably would be an established origin six, to be truth be told. Um, number one, uh, no surprise to me, the current best player in the world, uh, Mr. Jack White. And I know Josh seems to think that I absolutely hate him, although I don't. He is one of my favourite players. 13 tries, 8 try assists, um, does so much in attack. But one of the reasons that I love Jack White is his tenacity in defence. Um, I know he draws a lot of comparisons to Laurie Daly. Obviously, I wasn't around when Laurie Daly was in his prime. But everyone used to say you didn't know whether he was going to run over the top of you or cut you in half of a tackle. And I think that could be really said about Jack Whiten. Uh, free tackle bust and averaging 102 metres. You don't really see halves averaging over 100 metres because they're more concentrating on getting the platform to other players to do that. But for him to do that and then still be coming up with so many tries and try assists, it, it is phenomenal. And he just seems to be influential in everything that Canberra do good. And his link-up with George Williams this year has been excellent. And George Williams, with another season under his belt next season, really should start them seeing firing on all cylinders. And it'd be good if they could get sort of sort of the um, the psychic partnership, if you will, that Luai and Cleary seem to have. If they can develop that into their game, I feel they probably could push Luai and Cleary to be the best halfback combination in the competition. So that is my five. So I've got fifth, Luke Carey, fourth, Cam Munster, Third, Jerome Luai. Second, Cody Walker. And number one, Jack Whiten. Go on, Joss. Who's yours, mate? Yeah, hello, everyone. And Merry Christmas. Hopefully you've all realised that a piece of granite beats both a fox and the wrath. <laughs> uh, I'm going to tell you the actual order, unlike Jed, because somehow we decided that Luke here is fifth. So that's baffling. Uh, number five for me for this year is Cody Walker. Tempted to put him in centres. Tempted to put him at wing. Tempted to text Jed and ask him when I was allowed to play him. Um, I thought it, I thought it was good all year, but I think he came class towards the back end of the year, and I think that was shown well through how South finished the year. Um, his ability to play off the cuff rugby, especially the link up he's got with his outside backs, is is tremendous. Um, for me, he did deserve to have a go at New South Wales at six, especially if you're not going to play White in there. Um, his try assists speak for himself, and I think he's been consistently doing this now for a few years. Um, he's only in fifth for me in this list because the start of the year wasn't as good as the back end of the year, but obviously that can be linked with South's form and how they were going. Him and Reynolds have got a real good link-up play and a real good understanding of each other. And to be fair, you'll probably look, and when you look at settled partnerships in the league, you can't think of many more who are more settled than Reynolds and Walker. You know, week in, week out, who's going to be the six, who's going to be the seven. And for me, it's gone really well. At number four, to bring in the animal side of it, we've got Mad Dog Monster. Um, he, he is the diamond in the Queensland spine. We've seen this and we know this through um, how they depleted in New, in, against New South Wales in game two. He's just, he's just consistently good. He doesn't do anything overly special at all times. He's not the bloke who's going to put a set play on, kick a 40-20 and then 
we all have it as a bloke we'll do it consistently each set and the scariest thing with Munster is is, is similar to Whiten for me he's a physical bloke and you see this in his defensive efforts obviously everyone talks about Melbourne their ability to wrestle and the physicality of their training camps and I think that's emphasised through Cam Munster and for me he will be the next Melbourne captain you know you look at them we've had a chat about on another pod but he's just everything what you want kind of has this aura does what he wants but I feel like it's a lot more calculated in his head rather than just getting the ball and going and doing it um, I think if you put a strike centre outside of him in a few years and obviously have the granite on the other side of the field because granite and dogs can't be mixed um, it'll go really well and I think he's just looking for that centre who we can link up with to go to that next level number three for me is Jerome Luai. Um I think the most unbelievable stat is 23 try assists from this bloke this year. Now, I'm taking nothing away from Nathan Cleary because he's world-class and he's probably the best seven in the world. But Wood Cleary has gone as well as he has this year without Jerome Luai because to put 23 try assists on, that is a phenomenal effort. That I don't know what it averages out at, but you've got to think it's every time. And you get this reputation then of every time you're on the ball, teams fear you because you're putting tries on for fun. You know, and he's backed it up as well with his own tries. So he's gone real well for me. He's complimented Kiri so well. Uh, so well. It's just been phenomenal. Obviously, we've mentioned how we've gone through the system together, but it, it, again, it's like you know Walker and your energy. You know, what six and seven are, and you know they've got some potential to go for a few years there. Then too, he brings something a bit different, similar to Munster for me. He just gets the ball and goes. His footwork's electrifying. And he's, 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 not, he's not the biggest of blokes, but like, he seems to like to get involved and mix it up a bit. He's not someone I'd want to fight with anyway. Number two for me is Luke Keary, which I can't believe Jed put out five. There must have been a reason he started six for New South Wales, so it's a good job fitless picking and you're not. Because Jack White and be on his holidays of Luke Keary would be sat running balls on. Um, I, think he's, I think his debut this year has been deserved. I think it's been a, a while coming. And I think we've got to look at the Sydney side he's been in this year. He's had a couple of injury concerns, but there's been a lot of changes in that uh, Sydney side this year. And he's had no established or settled seven outside of him. You know, he's had Cronk doing it for a few years. And this year he's been, not been by himself, because for me, I don't think Flanagan's been that bad. I don't think Lachlan Lamb, when he's coming to the side, has been overly bad. But he's been having to do a lot of things by himself this year. And I think that's a massive compliment to the ability that Kiwi's got. He, you know, and he's put 18 assists on. So he's sorting the side out whilst also being an attacking threat. He's not just a dormant six. And I think he were a bit, obviously, he were a bit unlucky with his debut. You know, they've axed him. And to be fair, probably rightly so. But it wouldn't surprise me if he's knocking about there again. There's a reason he's getting named a six for a team like Sydney. Um and he's just he's scored 10 tries as well you know he knows his way to the line his kicking game is absolutely phenomenal he can put some right snow on it um, and he just he just deserves to be in the conversation every time for me for a six he's everything you want he's a very smart player and it goes unnoticed a fair bit and number one for me is the best player that's come since sliced bread going to upset Jedi Amos Goddard because he doesn't like him you know I don't think he'd actually tell him to his face if he saw him but I didn't like him but <laughs> Um, there's a reason you went Dali M um, and it talks for itself really doesn't it you know you, you, what 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 can you say about a bloke who's won Dali M he's, he's strong he's big he's physical 
he don't miss in the fence. He's tackling at 92% tackle efficiency this year. As you mentioned, Jed, the bloke likes running the ball. And when you've got a seven who's controlling, you have nothing else to worry about. And the thing is as well, you know it's safe with him because he runs like a freight train. He runs like he wants to break you in half. As you mentioned, the comparison to Laurie Daly, very similar. He's either going to belt you, run past you, or hurt you somehow. But he's creative as well, I think, you know. And for me this year, he's tightened up that edge. We've, we've talked about Croker and uh, whoever's outside of him, you know, going missing defensively a bit. And I think they've really benefited this year from Jack White and coming into his own. And he's, he's becoming a real leader and he's stepped into his own game at Canberra this year. And I know they love him up there. And Stewart has more time than anyone at Rolf. He's averaging three tackle breaks a game which I think is a big stat for an half-back. Obviously, he's come from playing full-back centre, so he's used to taking ball in. But he's moving at such speed, and his ability to move at speed, but also be completely in control of the ball and make a decision off the cuff is phenomenal. His kicking game for me this year has come on loads. To say he's not a natural six, and they were questioning who was going to be kicking the ball, who was going to run this team. I feel like you know Whiten's coming to his own this year. For me, I think it'd be hard not to pick Munster at six for Australia, should they play. But, you know, Jack Whiten's got to be knocking on that door and asking questions. And as we've all mentioned, I think it's just his versatility what's kept him out of six shirt at New South Wales this year. So for me, number five, Cody Walker. Number four, Cam Munster. Number three, Jerome Luai. Number two, Luke Keary. And number one, Jack Whiten. What about you, Jamie? I've drawn my short story, lads, because I've also picked the same five. Um, it's nice to see that obviously consistency works in 2020 because all the same five have been picked by all of us. But um, very close to your order, Joss, a bit, bit different to Jed's. Um, I picked Cody Walker in the number five shirt, very similar in terms of um, he started very slow, but you know what he works like. He's absolutely off the chain. He, he seems to just play by his own rules. Um, really loves taking on the line. They seem to really improve once again under someone like Wayne Bennett as well. Um, like, like you said, Jed, he's 31-32 now, but playing outside someone like Adam Reynolds is really benefiting him every single season. Um, and not just by age as well, but he's been at the Bunnies for a good, good couple of years now. So he's a bit of a veteran in that squad. Really suits the style of play, the quick ball, quick play of the balls that the Bunnies play. Uh, you know, Damien Cook, Cameron Murray, Tom Burgess. He absolutely loves it and he's more than happy for Reynolds to control the tactics of the game and, and control the plan of the game. Um, and he's got free license to move between the left side and the right side, as, as we like, as we know. Reynolds um, loves to control that too. Twenty-one try assists and an Origin call-up, and he pretty much changed the Origin series for New South Wales for me. Um, phenomenal results in in, a, in a, a bit of a slow starting season for him. So yeah, if if it if it had peaked a bit earlier for me, it'd have been up there, but definitely top five of twenty twenty. Um, number four, pretty much in between what you boys said, but Luke Carey for me, number four, another great season for him. Um, easily his worst season in the past three seasons for me. Obviously, the, the previous two, he's played alongside Cooper Cronk and won NRL premierships. Very hampered by a fatigued Roosters outfit. Um, concussion injuries still plaguing him and a, a quite a poor Origin Game 1 performance um, knocks him down for me. But he's still one of the most organised players in the NRL and can seemingly plan a game from start to finish. 18 try assists and 10 tries show that he's still the main man for the Roosters and he probably will be going into 2021 um, if he manages to avoid injuries as well. Very, very smart and very clever player. Obviously, he's, he's, uh, he's played alongside Adam Reynolds and Cooper Cronk growing up in the game and he's now a very established player for the Sydney Roosters. 
will be their key player going into 2021 alongside blokes like James Tedesco as well. Uh, number three, exactly the same as you two, Jerome Luai. Um, he started the season not knowing if he'd even be starting in the 17 jersey. Um, obviously, previous seasons you've had even someone like Tamari Martin um, and, and Matt Burton was actually pushing for that top as well this year. Um, but he ended it knowing that he was easily one of their best players and key players with an absolute monumental run of winning games. Minor Premiership, an origin call-up, um, playing in a grand final, um, some accolades that he'll never forget in his in his full debut season for Jerome Luai. He's got tenacity, he's got a no-nonsense attitude and similar to Zach Lomax in the centre position, seems to walk around with a swagger. We've said endlessly about his partnership with Nathan Cleary, I can't say anything more that you boys haven't already said. It's near perfect for me. Obviously, just just wish that um, Premiership title would have come and it's pretty much a perfect partnership. I do think in, in the future, if they carry on playing together, that neither of them go to another club or end up with injuries. I think both of them will win a Premiership for the Penrith Panthers. It's hard to knock back against them pretty much. Um, superb season. Obviously, it's going to be tough to, to push for number six jersey for New South Wales, but um, he's young enough to definitely get that jersey in the future as well. Number two, um, Mad Dog, Cameron Munster. What a bloke, what a player. Unbelievable, dazzling season for Melbourne in general. Um, and he's, he's still their second favourite, Cameron, as well, at, at the Storm. What more can be said about this bloke, really? Still only 25. He has, he has free reign of a rugby league pitch like no other. Maybe someone like Cody Walker. He pretty much does what he wants on a field. He's one of the most difficult men to stop. He's all elbows, he's all knees, he's all fends. He knows his teammates inside out at Melbourne. He'll probably play there all his career, I imagine. And he can sense when, it, when, it, when um, he needs to be in a certain position as well. Um, not afraid to mix it up in the defence. And he's now obviously one of the most senior players in that Melbourne squad as well. Um, I agree with Joss. I think he'll be the next captain at Melbourne Storm. Um, if someone like um, Cameron Smith decides to pack it in and retire, I bet. I bet someone like Craig Bellamy were looking at these blokes retiring over the past couple of years and, and, and had a bit of a thought in the back of his mind who was really going to take over. But, you know, veteran of the squad now, he's been there a lot of years, he's won a lot of premierships, played Origin, played international, um, and he would be the best six in the world if, if this bloke wasn't kicking on as he did in the past couple of years as well. What a player. Um, and fun fact, I've played against him, actually. When I was 16, I played against him in Australia. He was 15 at the time, he was playing up in age. I don't remember playing against him, but I've been told I played against him and I'm sure I got one of the match that day too. Probably put me on my backside. Um, and Jack White in number one, as both you boys have said, voted the best player in the world this year, voted the best six in the world, yet still can't manage to nail down number six spot in the New South Wales jersey. Um, God, he improves every single year. Obviously started uh, full-back or in the centre position, very similar to Darren Lockyer, moving to the sixth position because Ricky Stewart saw... That little bit of extra with him. He obviously, Ricky Stewart obviously played the majority of his career alongside Laurie Daly. You've both mentioned that he, he's pretty much a prototype for what Laurie Daly type of number six was. He's big, he's powerful, he, he, he likes running with the ball, um, unlike a couple of other sixes who prefer organising the game. Um, and, he, and he links up so well with George Williams. It's really nice to see Williams go over there as well this year um, and progress nicely into the outfit. Um, you know, and this Raiders side works so well, Josh. You'll know you'll know more than anyone that the big, powerful outfit and, and Jack White and sums it up perfectly. You know, he's had a difficult Origin series this year, and obviously Jed can't stand him for some reason. Um, but 13 tries, eight try assists, and 91% tackle success in the NRL shows that obviously he's being played out of position is actually affecting his, his tackle technique or, or positioning as well for New South Wales. 
he's one of the most premier stars for me in the NRL, and he's still once again similar to other boys. He's he's, he's one of the poster boys, and he's such a young age. I put him up there alongside Nathan Cleary, James Tedesco. Um, not, I know he's been voted 2020's best player, but for me, I felt as though Nathan Cleary we, we should have probably won that. But cannot argue at all that he's up there as well. So same five as you boys, a bit of a different order. Cody Walker five, Luke Carey four, Jerome Luai three, Cameron Munster two, the Mag Dog, and Jackie White in number one. Um, nine days till Christmas, lads. Um, You've got your bells and hats out and everything ready, Jed? Yeah, all wrapping, pretty much done. I mean, wrapping what I do, it's not very good. Uh, looks like the dog's done it, but I'm sure they'll be fine on Christmas Day and looking forward to uh, Christmas. And what about you? Yeah, mate, all wrapped and done. Obviously, we've had payday now, so and we're getting paid a bit earlier for uh, for Christmas. So, all wrapped and done. My girlfriends are done. My family's done. It's just knowing where I'm going to be spending Christmas, obviously, with potential lockdown rules and whatnot, but that's Britain for you. Joss, are, are you dying your beard silver or are you keeping it as it is? Yeah, to be fair, Jed, your predictions and analysis are as good, so maybe we'll take up a career in rapping together and we'll go from there. Um, yeah, the beard will be going white. Uh, there'll be some Santa act going on at some point. My belly's already there, so I have to worry about that. Uh, pretty grumpy as well, so I can play Krampus at times. So, yeah, I'm already fit, I think. A uh, couple of last things to tie up. It won't be uh, Christmas if you want to last dash as such to sort of stuff out but yeah looking forward to it boys superb stuff so obviously going on tomorrow we'll have the best sevens of 2020 leading on to the props the hookers the second rows the lock forwards the coaches and then obviously we'll sum all that up and we'll announce our team of the year as well linking from all the positions we've said and we've got some fantastic interviews out there we've got Amy Arcastle, Milani Lato, Clint Greenshields and Barry McDermott coming up um, and catch us tomorrow for the top profile in number five top fives in 2020. Thanks, Jed. Thanks, Josh. Merry Christmas to all and to all a good night.